0: What's happening, financial coaches? It's Pete here. Want to talk to you today about some questions that I have gotten and some comments, and so I want to try to address them. The one today that I thought was interesting was the my client has a spending problem. How do I make them see it, or some version of this? Now, this one went into a little bit more detail, but it's a situation where I've come across it many times where. You know, people may come in, and for me, the number one cause of a financial coaching session was debt, debt management, how to handle debt, pay it off, whatever it might be. And so this coach was having some difficulty because, as I understood it, they were trying to address the symptoms of the problem. And I say, you know, trying to get uh, the credit card balance back under the maximum limit. Right, those types of things, and the real problem, as we know, the root cause of these problems and the debt and the accumulation of it, is usually a spending problem. So this is a great place for financial coaches because we're usually trying to handle kind of the the tactics of the problem. You know, looking at what tools we have, the rules that are out there, strategies. But as a financial coach, it's really Um, up to us to go ahead and highlight what the root cause is and especially if it's behavioral you know theoretically we're trained and more capable of uh, helping people realize that but it's not that easy to see and I think about it as you know, someone who goes and sees a doctor, right? And your doctor says, hey, you need to lose weight, or you need to eat healthier, or, you need to stop smoking. All of these things that you need to do are probably not news to the person that's receiving them. You know, I've been on the receiving end of that myself. And it's, you know, they tell you something. And I think what it does is it kind of says, hey, someone else is looking out for me. You know, if it's really a problem, they'll bring it up. And one of the things that happens is if a coach doesn't bring it up, you know, maybe. um they don't think it's a problem but i think most people realize it's a problem it's not that they need it to be called out it's not like they need to uh, be told hey you know this uh this credit card balance is the result of something right what is the result of right they know what it is oftentimes you know and i've been in this situation before where i've been buying something and in the process of buying being like why am i buying this or have reminders around of man why did i ever get that right so usually it's not lack of knowledge so the question is how do we get them to admit it because in most cases when you know it you just don't want to admit it um and that's because usually it requires us to be vulnerable it requires us to admit our deficiencies like our shortcomings all those things so there's all sorts of reasons that they they don't want to necessarily admit it talk about it but we have to in order to get to the root of the problem and so what i use generally is in these cases, most of the time, I should say, depending on how the session is going and how I work with this client, but some sort of future framing. So if you have read some books on coaching counseling, uh, future framing is just kind of going into the future and kind of looking backwards. It's kind of a technique. It's it's kind of saying like what it happens if we continue on this path. Now, I really think of two objectives here, right? Um, And this person could have been trying to achieve both of these objectives. Um, One is motivation and the other is realization. Now, you can use future framing on either one of these or both of these, right? And you actually might be focusing on one and you might get the other or you might get both, you know, by chance. It doesn't really matter. But one of the things that I need to do here is if I've got a client that is spending a lot of money, but they haven't admitted there's a spending problem, one of the issues might just be that they aren't motivated to do anything even though I can tell that they know so motivation let me talk about that it's feeling the pain it's realizing there's enough urgency to do something if your doctor says hey you need to lose weight and you're like why oh you're more susceptible to diabetes and exhaustion and heart disease and blah 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 well it doesn't necessarily make it feel that urgent all right you know it's different if the doctor says listen um your weight is at a point where it's putting too much stress in the heart and you have 3 months to live right all of a sudden it becomes more urgent and you will probably do something um in the second scenario as opposed to doing something in the first scenario right so feeling the pain so future framing this can be simply going and saying you know um you have this debt on the credit card. We figured out some ways to uh, make some space on the credit limit here by taking a 401k loan and refinancing some into of the house, selling off some of your stuff you know, that you didn't need, returning stuff, whatever it might be, uh, borrowing some money, gift, getting some money uh, as gifts or whatever. We've kind of triaged the problem right now. But what happens if this comes back? And they might say, listen, well, I'm out of options now. I've kind of borrowed everything that I can. I've uh, tapped out some of my friends. I mean, they're they're not going to help again, or friends or family or whatever it is. My family's going to fall apart, right? I, You know, hopefully the idea here is to uh, pull them forward in the future to say, hey, what is the worst case scenario if we don't take care of this? Because now if they feel that pain internally, they're visualizing it. They're saying, hey, my marriage might be on the rocks. My kids might not have the experiences that I want to have with them. My family might not have the experiences. We may lose our house. Whatever it might be, you know, feeling that acute pain and at least realizing it and maybe even saying, hey, that's not that far in the future. You know, these are things that could happen in a year or two. If I lose my job, we might be in this situation in three or four months, whatever it might be, right? Feeling that pain is going to help raise the motivation. Um, I think the science has proven that humans are more likely to do something to avoid pain than they are to gain pleasure. And I think it's... Diminishing returns, right? Marginal gains from uh, effort, right? Sometimes we can avoid a lot of pain pretty easily, but oftentimes we have to put in a lot of effort to, to feel a little bit better than doing nothing, right? So motivation, feeling the pain, right? The second one here is realization of the problem. And this is something I've talked about in a previous video, root cause analysis, right? How do we get to the root cause of what is causing this problem? You know, having uh, a credit card that is maxed out or a lot of debt, is usually not the problem it is a problem but it's not the root cause of the problem the root cause of the problem is spending or an unexpected expense or losing a job or medical bills or whatever they might be right but in most cases for me it's spending more money living above your means spending beyond your lifestyle and your income or <clears throat> not really uh forecasting properly for the future right maybe spending right now but you know getting lower wages taking a pay cut uh losing one of the incomes in your home or whatever having a kid and having someone go from an income earner to a stay-at-home parent whatever it might be right so how do we get them to realize the problem right and so one of the things that i don't want to do here is be the doctor and say listen you have a spending problem you have a behavioral problem that is inherent to you it is a flaw in your genetics and you need to fix it because that will shut people down very quickly and that's of not really true but the i mean the way i said it it's not necessarily genetically although some people have predisposition for spending um kind of an addiction problem But if we say it like that, most people are gonna shut down, they're gonna take it as offense, they're not gonna do anything, in fact, they might fire you, they might not wanna work at it, they might not wanna hear anything that reinforces that or validates that, maybe they've heard it before and they're just going to totally block it out. You know, they're just, they they, they kinda get in shutdown mode. So how do we use future framing to help them realize uh, the problem? Well, the whole point here, and you can do it in different ways, is that I want them to discover what the issue is, Um, you know, so as we were talking about the motivation, right, what happens in the future if uh, we have this debt again? Well, I might lose my house. All right. Okay. So we've taken care of this now. We've made some room on your credit card limit. We have um, borrowed from different places to kind of fix this problem now, but now you have these other payments. You have this, uh, maybe it's a loan repayment or a 401k loan or, you know, HELOC or whatever it might be, right? So we have these. Um, What happens if you don't, pay those right okay more pain motivation um how do we make sure that we are able to pay those well i'm gonna have to be really tight with my money now right i've got two hundred dollars more a month in payments that i'm gonna have to make uh or whatever it might be right um if there are interest rates that go up or adjust or payments that balloon right these types of things we can use some of these things to get people to continue to think in the future all right it's not a problem today but is it a problem tomorrow And, and continuing to start Peeling back the layers of the onion, ask them more probing questions, okay, so we know what we have to do. Um, what happens if uh, you don't have the income or the bonuses that you expect right? What happens if you have to take some time off of work? What happens if you get injured right um, what happens if you just can 't work as much? What happens if your company starts downsizing or cutting hours or lays you off right what are, what would you do in those cases you know, and hopefully continue to ask them in such a way that says you know um, yeah, I really have to think about that. Maybe my company has been on the ropes. I mean, I think need to start thinking about uh, getting another job. Maybe I have too much car and maybe um, I have spent too much money on golf lately, or maybe I didn't need to buy that new laptop, or um, maybe we don't need to grocery shop at that grocery store or have the kids in these events or provide them uh, new clothes every you know uh, school year, right? So the more you can get there, and sometimes you can get there very quickly. I've had some where the conversation just kind of steamrolls in a few minutes and you know people can get very emotional about it. Sometimes they're having a realization about uh, someone else in the family, you know, a spouse or a partner of theirs. But some people take a really long time because some people will need multiple sessions to make that realization about themselves somehow you know if we can get there that it's hey it's my spending you know i sometimes buy things that i don't need all right now we're at a point where we can talk about the tactics to start to control that right uh taking a 24-hour pause before making big purchases, cutting up the credit cards, freezing them bricks, or uh, blocks of ice in the fridge, or whatever it might be, Um, you know, spending only cash, spending only debit. You know, there's, there's all sorts of things that we can do to kind of police ourselves, but we have to get to the point where we've opened the door to talk about policing ourselves, as opposed to just telling people, and then even having them maybe sometimes acknowledge it and say, yep, no, I do have a spending problem, and here's some suggestions, and we think it's all good, but when they discover it themselves, they're gonna be more bought into it, right? I mean, that's why we try to get our bosses to uh, think that they came up with the idea that we're pushing or you know, send us home early because of the coming snowstorm or whatever it might be, right? So we want them to discover instead of telling them and that, um, and that can really be more powerful in a way that um, when we're trying to get people to get to the root cause, have them discover the issues on their own, um, By uh, just helping them think through it with future framing helping them think through the next few steps and then helping peel back the layers of the onion with it. So really two objectives with future framing in my in my opinion driving motivation and helping realize what the core source of the problem is and sometimes you can do both. And so sometimes it can just be that simple you know five ten minutes of this discussion uh, can make them. Uh, Feel what kind of pain is coming and uh, get motivated to do something about it as well as start digging in into the real problem So hopefully that helps with my client has a spending problem. How do I make them see it? How do I bring it up? How do I tell them how do I inform them right in a lot of cases? It's not us trying to inform them. It's us trying to figure out a tactic or a method or process that we can use with them so that they can realize it themselves, right? Because sometimes things are obvious to us as a third party or an outsider that aren't obvious to them. And when they do that, then they have their eureka moment, their aha moment, and, and they might be able to take care of that. And then from there, we can use future sessions to help them stay committed to it, to figure out what's working and what's not, jettison the stuff that isn't working, double down on the stuff that working, uh, try some new ideas that might work better. So um, hopefully that will help in your sessions when your clients have behavioral problems that they haven't acknowledged yet. All right, see you later.